to you from Star Studios in the basement of Jupiter House Coffee in Denton, Texas. This is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a weekly podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr that consists of interviews with other sign painters and some of the customers and characters Sean comes across while running his studio. Okay, back with another episode of Coffee with a Sign Painter with uh, yet another interview from Limerick, Ireland. Today, it's uh, my wife Kaylee and I are interviewing Ashley Willerton, who is a uh, English sign writer who came out to join us and work on the project and uh, be a part of the ex- exhibition out there. And uh, we had a good conversation and talked. Uh, about a wide variety of things, including uh, his motivation to go from web designer to sign painter. And uh, so here we go. This is uh, with Ashley Willerton at the Redhead and Bar in Limerick, Ireland. That's so light to say, though. All your accents sound the same. That's so light. <laughs> hey, whatever. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I know you're from completely different places. But I know. But Ashley. There you go. That's fine. <laughs> um, I think we, I think we do sound the same though. Particularly me, yeah. me, Toby, and Jack. Because although I'm not I'm not from London, I think I've got quite a, a southern accent. I don't think I've got a northern accent particularly, and I should have because I'm from Lincolnshire, which is like um, which is like a farmer, um, a farm sort of oh, county. Like what we would call out in the country or something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What would be the difference if you had more of a like northern? Um, I don't think anyone there is Northern. <laughs> I'm, not, there I'm definitely not going to try to do it. There is a difference that you can hear. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very, very big difference, yeah. Yeah, they just pronounce things very a lot looser with how they, with how they pronounce in things. In the North so, or in the South? In the North. So, like, the South enunciate things uh, a lot more. Okay. And but More I, proper. Yeah, so, so pronounce letters, well, words have a... Like supposed to, and then See, so like, wasn't a southern, it? <laughs> like, a, like a southern drama, yeah, 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 like but, yeah. yeah. It's like in reverse in the U.S. Like the really strong accents are in the South typically, and they're usually like if you're not necessarily from there, it's harder yeah. to pay attention. But so it's like in reverse, maybe. Mm. So is where you're at? Is that near like the Scottish border, or where I'm living now is just below Edinburgh. Oh, so like okay. it's Newcastle and then Edinburgh. Okay, is the next um, is the next big city. Okay, which is cool because Edinburgh is amazing. You, oh, I, you, you my know, my grandmother came from there. Oh really? Yeah, my my grandfather was from Ireland and she was from Scotland and they met in Niagara Falls because they both migrated there. I guess. Wow, that's class. Yeah. My sister. But I've heard Edinburgh is like amazing history and architecture and all that beautiful signage as well so like so many old streets and yeah. old little um, lanes which you wouldn't think to go down like the first time you visit and then you notice like a pub but just you should have noticed the first time it's got beautiful signage and then you go in and it's like similar to the Tom Collins pub okay. like, there's loads of places like that and my sister my sister lived there for four years so I got so you were able to go there I got to go a lot awesome because I was she, when she would go on holiday I'd go look after her flat Oh, so that's a good setup. We an, yeah, we had a nice yeah. little, nice little arrangement. <laughs> but yeah, I need to get back because she's now moved to a place called Harrogate, which is near York. If you've heard of York, I've York. heard of it, but I don't know in the context of location. York again. Uh, I'm going to have to study maps when we get back and figure out where everybody was from and where yeah. they were talking. Yeah, about. yeah it's interesting because well, we are like well, especially me, Jack, and Toby. Like we are all so far apart. Like it takes it takes about three and a half hours on the train to get down to London. Oh, you're that far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's a quick train as well. Okay, so that's like when you you're going to go do the handover sign. You've got to actually facilitate the travel and all that to make it work. Yeah. 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 But I think the arrangement is going to be handover, <laughs> sort out my my travel. Yeah. Nice. But well, now now they're committed to it because it's it's public so. <laughs> exactly, yeah. As soon as I've told people. Hand, handover's the greatest. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Yeah, that'll be awesome. That'll be awesome. Because I never get to go to London. Because like, my family's from... Well, my family's about three hours' drive from Newcastle. Oh. So, and we're out in like the sticks where I go back. Okay. And then you just get... Like, I love London when I've been, but you just get um, in, involved in your own sure, things. Sure, How many people are in your town? Like, what's the population? What, um, where I'm originally from. Like the small. Where originally from and where you're at now? I don't even. Just know. Just roughly. I don't like, even know. I mean, is it? I hate, no, I can't. I can't even. It, no, I can't even say roughly. I'm like just, under ten thousand. In uh, in Lauf, yeah. That's yeah. like small town. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, okay. it's quite. It's quite small. I think it would probably be around around that amount. I could be so far that's off. A pretty, that's <laughs> <a small laughs> so far off. <laughs> um, and, and then Newcastle's obviously. Uh, quite a quite a big well it's a small city in, in comparison to like Birmingham and London but um, yeah it's got a lot going for it Newcastle though yeah because it's, um, it's it's a beautiful place like full of really um, amazing architecture and mm. the city is, is it's very compact so you have all of the good things in one area walking distance yeah, yeah. and the city centre is just amazing architecture and like the it's just been really well looked after but there's no there's no handwritten signs really? yeah it's really bizarre like there's one place called the Granger Market which is um, it's like an old Victorian style market which has just lasted for years and when you when you set up a, a shop in there like in your contract you have to have a handwritten sign okay and I did my first um, piece in the Granger Market the other it was last week for some friends who own a, a cupcake shop. Okay. And I'm, I was talking to the, the person, the manager that runs the Granger Market while I was doing it, and the, they only use one sign writer, and the place, is, the place is huge, and I was like, well, like, can I get on the, the list of recommended names? And she was like, yeah, sure, just like, I'll, um, I'll take a look at your stuff, and nice. then she emailed us the next day, so I'm meeting her for a coffee next week to discuss. Very good. Because he's like backed up like six weeks mm. worth of work, so. And he's a completely different style to to the stuff that I like. His is a lot more just go. He'll have like a certain typeface in his mind that he's like going to use. Yeah, just almost, get it. Yeah. I mean, it's nice still, but I think for the period of the Granger market, it would be nice to sort of reintroduce like the turn of the century styles. sort of. Yeah, yeah, because okay. you just don't, you don't see it anywhere. So I started off doing that with with that one. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. Yeah, that's was, really great. But they would, because it was my friend's shop, they just said, look, just, we know what kind of stuff you do, as long as you use our colours, and we want some gold leaf in there somewhere, because they're, they're right. girls, and they were obsessed with having gold on their shop, and telling people, it's real gold, it's real gold. <laughs> but yeah. but it, like, there's one there's one piece of amazing um, gilding in there, and it's enormous. We're talking, like, the height of that glass, and double double that size is it on glass? yeah it's all on okay. glass all done, all done in um, like, um, like pieces like that and then put together do you have a picture of it? I did have a picture actually no I put one on Instagram so obviously people listening won't be able to see what you're showing us but what's your yeah. Instagram um, ta- uh, your handle handle there yeah. you go it's ash underscore Willerton okay. which is W-I-L-L-E-R-T-O-N there you go. Go check out. <laughs> um, it's quite far back, but yeah, it was for um, Marks and Spencers. Have you heard of Marks and Spencers? No. It's a, a, a big chain of super well, um, like closed stores, and they do they have a, a food centre there, and it's just like a high street store. But this was the original Marks and Spencers, so like. Oh wow! With it's all like, that blue shading, I don't know, it's yeah, beautiful. that's amazing. But there's parts of it that have obviously been ruined and they've um, they've replaced them, but they've used the complete wrong colours. Uh-huh. So they've still done a really good job, but it just looks it's not quite you know, right. You can see it's all been stitched together, and but that was done by a sign writer in Middlesbrough, 
which is Middlesbrough is a, a city just outside of, of Newcastle. Okay. So like it's it's good because it's all it's all local. Have you been able to like venture around and get to know some of the like old time guys in the area, or you've not done no, that? Not yet, um, because I only I've only started doing it full time since December last year. Okay. I've not really. I've I've just I think I've just been so busy like mm-hmm. just trying to work out what I need to do to right. to keep a rig on my head and style like, is yeah. and all that stuff. And I know there are a couple of old boys still kicking about. There were we have a couple of bigger signage companies that more like promote themselves more so in the the vinyl sector, right? Like commercial shops, yeah. yeah. And then they'll they'll be a little bit on their website saying we also do traditional sign writing if if one if requested right. so no one's pushing it sort of thing mm-hmm. but um, I was walking through town the other day and I saw this uh, I saw this van like, straight away you could see like everything had been um, been sign written on, on the van I was like just straight over to it and it said uh, sign of the time okay and it's, it's, uh, the time is the river that runs okay. that runs and I thought such a good name I, uh-huh. I wish I'd thought of that name <laughs> and then I went on I like typed sign of a time in, in Google and there's nothing so he's like some phantom sign writer that uh-huh. just pops up every now and again but no I can't I can't find any information about him which is, you could do which sign is of a time 2 or something yeah or sign of a time revisited yeah revisited yeah, yeah. side of my time <laughs> and then just keep asking him if he'll sell you the van then you just have the two you know? exactly easy. well he's not got a website so like technically it doesn't even exist that's true so that's I true just, yes. uh, yeah, I could he's say a non-entity he, yeah I could say he stole it off me <laughs> but no he must be he must be doing okay because so what uh, what got you intrigued enough to want to go into sign painting um I think it would have been a sign painter, a sign painter's movie. Yeah, that's yeah. what got it kicked off. It must have been because I was doing. I was. I had a background in, well, small background in hand lettering. Okay. Because so I was a web designer, and then being a web designer, going on blogs every day, looking at inspiration sites, and just seeing, just trying to get as much inspiration as possible. Because I was. I didn't train in graphic design. It's just always been a, a passion, and I've always drawn, always tried to be as creative as possible. So anything um, like remotely creative just interests me. So on it was about three or four years ago, I'd say I found this blog on Jessica Hish. Mm. The, the, you should um, look her up. She's amazing, amazing hand letterer. Okay, and she was doing. A project. She just left her job under Louise Philly. Um, Louise Philly uh, donated one of the, the letters. You know the N. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, they're in New York. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So she was um, she was working in at Louise's studio, and then was building up enough work to to sort of support herself. And she she went out on her own. But while she was while she was starting up, she was doing like little side projects to sort of keep her keep her busy and like getting her name out and showing up, showing people what she can do. Because like when she started, like hand lettering wasn't as trendy as it right. is now on Instagram, where people are doing the um, hand letter every day and like a, a yeah. different number every day or something. So like she sort of, from in my eyes, like sort of um, sort of kicked that that new uh, renaissance off really mm-hmm. um, and she she started this project called Daily Drop Cap so she would she would design and illustrate and hand letter a, a different letter every day and then eventually she, she had created a, an alphabet and it was seeing one of those letters that was she, she has got a very particular style like she's very like full of swashes and um, like really intricate thin, um, thin lines that connect the letters and everything and I was like how has she done that I just couldn't I couldn't work out how she'd done it because I'd never used Illustrator before mm. being, like, being a web designer I was like fully Photoshop based and I just I didn't even realise that people were drawing letters themselves I just didn't think that was a thing I, I thought, think like, that was an option no, I knew that you, I suppose 
you have to do that in order to create a font but my brain just didn't like associate a font with someone a person actually having to draw that out to start with so when I saw her doing that I looked a little bit further into it and came across a guy called Seb Lester I don't know if you heard of him again like, amazing heard that name like huge guy on Instagram now he's got and he designed a logo for he designed a logo for, for NASA as well just recently and he was a um, he was a typographer and then went out on his own and does loads of calligraphy now and that is his thing and he's um, like he's produced loads of limited edition um, like um, calligraphy posters and everything and like, if, like that fascinated me as well and then just started to learn more about the materials about um, the, the the Copic markers mm-hmm. and the brush pens and it was from there I was I was looking at materials on on a on a website and then there was a, a link to another website link to another website and I went on YouTube to look at tutorials of how to hand letter mm-hmm. and then there was a, a link to a sign writer as well and then from there found out about sign painters movie okay. and then it that was just like overwhelming to see a community of people right. that were doing it rather than just isolated examples on, on YouTube and just sporadic things that you'd heard every now and again so then I, I just saw that and was like Jesus people are actually making a living out of it and really enjoying it and I wasn't enjoying my job hmm. what, uh, what did you do before? Well, I was, a, I was a web designer Okay. so I like, enjoyed the, the creativity side of it but I just wasn't getting that um, that chance to really push myself mm-hmm. because the client, the type of clients we were getting, I was the only designer there, and it was quite a small digital company. But the type of clients we were getting weren't that fussy about the type of websites they wanted. It was just like we never want a website. We've seen a, a couple of examples. Send you the links. Mm-hmm. Something similar to this, and we'll be we'll be happy. But I, I, I just no didn't, challenge. No, it just didn't satisfy me. And I was going to work, just thinking, I'm doing this, and then they're not gonna they're not gonna care. Mm-hmm. And like in a couple of years' time, they're just gonna dismiss it and get someone else to do it. Right. And I, I wanted to sort. I was at a, I was at a stage in my sort of designer's journey where I just wanted to create something more permanent and establish a, a legacy almost. And yeah, sign writing sort of gave us that opportunity to do that, and it's it fascinates me that my work can outlive me now mm-hmm. and that, that's something really interesting although it can on the web as well because like I'm sure there's going to be websites that I've designed that are still going to be around when no it's going to be a solar flare that's going to wipe out all the digital <laughs> I hope so I hope yeah so. that would be nice <laughs> and we can return to our, our Luddite um, com- <laughs> comforts but yeah definitely a sign painted movie that'll sort of give us the, the bug to kind of pushed you over the edge yeah to buy a brush to buy some one shot to try just to try the strokes and just and see what see what um, you and the rest of the guys were talking about when you you have that that contact with with, uh, with the surface and and the paint and that drag and it's that tangible aspect of you dealing you're opening the paint you're you're mixing things and it's it's all alchemy almost And it's, your it's like hands. a total ritual, you know. Oh yeah, like absolutely. you get up in the morning, you drink your coffee, and then by the time you get to work, you get like popping open cans yeah. and cleaning brushes. Yeah, and it's that side of it, like greasing the brushes. Mm-hmm. That side of it um, interests me as much as the, the painting. Like yeah. is everything, and like putting on my apron, like that means a lot to me. Going turning up to work in an apron. Yeah, I love uh, the. I've always loved the idea of having a, a traditional trade. And I guess I was at a sort of crossroads when I'd finished school and didn't really need to go to university. I wasn't like super intelligent, and it was university for me was really uh, a way to get out of my small town mm. because I don't think I would have done otherwise. So I was, I was ever going to go the to a small uni- town of unknown number. <laughs> well, ten thousand ish. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so like university for me was was a, a, an escape from that one horse sensibility right. of of living there, and I always like my sister went to university and she was the first person in her family to, so I just liked the idea of um, going to somewhere where I didn't know everyone mm-hmm. and I was seeing new things for the first time. Like 
we didn't have a subway in in our small town. Like I'd heard about subway. That's how daft it is. Like mm-hmm. I'd never had a subway. And then yeah. So oh, you like, mean the restaurant? Yeah, yeah. So oh. sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I like. There's a lot of cities oh, that yeah, don't yeah, have yeah. subway. <laughs> yeah, a subway sandwich. Okay. Yeah, it was almost like a myth in our in our okay. town. Like you got these foot long sandwiches and you could put as much stuff into this sandwich <laughs> as you wanted. We just had local delis, okay. which is amazing. But um, yeah, it was the stuff like that what I, what I wanted to experience. And uh, I know, but like hearing that back, that is going to sound really stupid. But unless unless I've made an effort to to find opportunities outside of Laos. No, it puts it into context though of you know being very isolated mm. you yeah. know, and then you know striking out and trying to find newer bigger experiences I totally get that yeah you wanted more yeah yeah I did and like all most of my school friends have stayed on in Lauf Lauf is um, the, the town that I grew up in and where okay. I went to school um, and most of them are plumbers and electricians roofers builders bricklayers and they're all like they've all stuck together they're in like a tight knit group now and I when I go home I, I don't see them yeah now it's like it's I've sort of fallen out of, of that of that group almost Kay- Kaylee grew up in a small town about sounds like about the same size yeah in Southern California yeah. so when we first got married and moved back to San Francisco it was like exciting but I think a little freaky for her that's a big city. It was cool, but freaky. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I went. I moved to to Leeds, um, which again is in the north mm-hmm. um, and south southwest of of Newcastle. Um, and Leeds is a big is is a is a big city. And I'd visited my sister a couple of times, but moving there is like hugely overwhelming because you you just introduced to so many little things that um, people that live in a city take for granted right. and just find humdrum and commonplace like just getting a train somewhere uh-huh. was like a big deal for me uh-huh. like getting commuting to to university was I just I didn't, obviously didn't tell people but I was I felt thought that this was really cool but yeah that was just so you're like the guy on the busy street who's like looking up at the building oh yeah like, wow oh, I'm that guy yeah. like, um, when I went to when I went to New York last well um, I've been to New York twice now I went um, two years ago was the last time when it was when they had like the, the coldest winter uh, yeah. in 70 years or something it was mad but yeah walking I'm constantly looking up when I'm walking around New York because uh-huh. I don't think I'll ever get used to seeing that landscape and thinking how it's just like how how yeah. has this happened and, it, and, it's, and it's all very close together and like those buildings man every time so Buffalo. do you think you'll have the desire to like at some point down the road like go back to small town like the one you came from and set up shop there or you think you're going to stay no no definitely not I'll um, follow up with you in 10 years we'll do another episode and see what happens <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no I think I've just got the I don't know the the bug for big cities now yeah because it's just the the hub of exciting things and Newcastle's great and everything, but I still, I'm, I'm still now thinking that I want to go to either London or Berlin or New York and just try something even, even bigger. We is that near, we saw this great movie. We've watched it multiple times. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Heartlands. No guy. Um, he gets this. He's got a scooter, and like this friend of his like runs off with his wife, yeah. and he's trying to get to. So they kept calling it the. Las Vegas of the North or something. Oh, right. Is that yeah. up near there? I don't know. You'd have to see the movie, but it's amazing. Yeah. You should watch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like really like um, emotionally numb at the beginning of the movie because right. he's like in this really dysfunctional marriage, yeah. and he's got these terrible friends. And uh, through the process of riding to go like intervene and you know save his marriage and mm. you know and the woman's terrible, <laughs> but through the process and he, he's running across like he runs across like this group of, of motorcyclists that are tent camping and they kind of like help him come out of his shell it's a really yeah. cool movie no but, you'll have to uh, send us yeah send I'll send you a link it's yeah. uh yeah definitely I've watched it multiple times yeah. it's really good yeah, sounds good but um yeah I, I, I can't see me moving back to Laos no. it's funny because when I talk to 
like as I've as I've left school and gone to university, and then um, after university went travelling, and then after travelling moved to Newcastle. Like at each of those stages, my dad always says, "Right, you've done that now. You're going back." <laughs> like because yeah, that's what he just expects it. Like straight after university, he didn't understand why I wouldn't come back. Right. Because that was like you've gone to university yeah. now. You. It's just the way it is. Now you now, now you get back and <laughs> start working in now. But yeah, he's lived. Uh, what does book, he do? He's a bookmaker, like a, a, a bookie. You know, bet, uh, betting shops. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what we call them, bookies. Okay. Yeah, I, I thought you were literally talking. Oh, about uh, but yeah, well, yeah. Traditionally, they're called bookmakers. Bookies. Yeah. Uh, okay. So he's a bookie. Interesting. Yeah, he was a po- he was a postie, uh, a postman okay. uh, before before that. So he just worked from one set of paper to the next. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How, yeah. How, that's a weird transition. Right yeah. But well, we're like so different in how our heads work because he's not got a, an ounce of like interest in like, create making things or anything like that. He's just super super intelligent with numbers. Okay. Which I have him do your not. accounting. Yeah, he should, shouldn't he? Yeah, because sign painters are idiots with numbers. Oh, yeah. yeah. My accounting is like the easiest easiest thing to do as well, and I'll still put Uh, it off at at any opportunity. Just facing that Excel spreadsheet just makes me want to die a little bit inside. Yeah. Kills me. I know. Everyone I've ever met in this trade, that's the big week. Yeah. Just uh, thinking about it now, I feel a little bit sick. Yeah. Yeah. Just getting back to that and sorting out those accounts. Ugh. Yeah, but um, yeah. At each at each stage, he was he just couldn't understand why I why I was taking that that next risk uh-huh. of the unknown sort of thing because he'd never he'd never done that. So he or he'd always had a had the security right of a job methodical about yeah. it. Yeah, because that's what he'd been taught. Like you go to school, you find a job, you get married, you get divorced, <laughs> <laughs> go through the process. Yeah. Wouldn't you say that you need that? To make it as a successful sign painter, though, that not to have that. Oh yeah. To just keep going. Like a journeyman, this new sort area, of. To this new area. Yeah, me and Toby were were talking about that, and like you, you, you do need that. You need to. Well, it's the love for what you do, which removes the necessity to think like um, like you've almost been trained to think. Yeah. Like program, like that system, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like program to think. So it's it's stepping out of that that, ment- that ment- mentality and and thinking of the, the opportunities, like being able to go down to London next week and paint handover sign. It's just like those opportunities, and who knows what I'm going to do when I'm down there, and right. who knows who I'm going to meet, and yeah. might bump into a, like Jack said, he often walks down the street and there's, there's sign writers up on ladders. And that's how he he got into it. He was, um, I think he he was he said he I think he said he was walking round with Dave Smith okay. and saw Nick Garrett okay, up yeah. on a ladder, and Nick asked him if he wanted to um, start his apprenticeship with him. That could be completely made up. <laughs> Sounds something something similar to what Jack told me. We, I, I interviewed Jack the other day, um, but. Um, we, we, he was like really tired and we had a few beers and it just really got way off course. It was like nothing. He was saying, thing. <laughs> he was saying, well, you were gone for like two hours. Yeah. He was saying like, uh, um, when he got back, he was like, God, we just had a really good chat. Yeah. It was totally <laughs> existential. It had like it? nothing to do with anything, but it was good. No, he's a, he's a deep thinker. Very smart guy. A young Jackie boy. Yeah, I like him. No, he's good. You're good. You're a good guy, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> so you, when, when, when you decided to come out here, you didn't know Tobias or Jack. Well, anybody. You hadn't met anyone, right? No. You guys are the first songwriters I've been able to talk to. That's pretty in, awesome. In person. I know. So what were you expecting? Like, or what were you wondering or anticipating? That, that's, that's a good question, actually, because I was, I was really nervous about it. Yeah? Because I know, well, I know that you guys have been doing it for a long time and seeing you on... Sign painters movie. That was like that was really daunting because what everything that I've done is like it's a lots of it are it's self-taught. So I didn't know whether I was um, looking after my brushes properly. It's all like second-hand information that I got, and I didn't know if I was I was doing things properly. It was just how I felt comfortable. So I didn't want that. That's all of us, though. Yeah, and well, when you that's get what, that's the thing. That's what I've learned. Okay, over good. this weekend, and yeah, yeah. I'm not. 
unusual in how I've come to doing what I'm doing. And everyone has a different technique. Yeah. yeah. But some people have like really good tips to give. And like it's when I was painting the the window on the first day, I was dreading like painting in front of Toby and Jack because they are they're turning over a lot more work than I am at the moment. Right. Because London's just busier. So when Jack was saying he was doing like three jobs a week and just sign hopping basically. Like, no, so three, three jobs a day, sorry. Okay. I was like, what? And I get to spend so long sketching and re- revising sketches, and then it like, it's a big build-up to be a event right. for me, right. whereas Jack is like, right, sketch in the morning, get that out, next job, finish that other bit off later. Yeah. And he's just, he's a completely different um, person to me in, in terms of how he works. But yeah, when I, um, when we was painting on the windows, just little tips he was giving me and such little things that are going to speed up my process so much yeah and, that, and that's um, when when you go to like a letterhead meet even yeah. if it's a small one it's like that's the greatest part of it it's not just the, the camaraderie and like people of like no. mind it's you end up like leaving with like 800 things that you're like I, I never thought of that yeah. you know and that never ends it's pretty uh, pretty amazing and it, yeah and it really is having someone there watching you do what you do and saying look if you did it like this it could be you could be a little bit quicker mm-hmm. and you could save loads of time and watching him with his gold leaf as well mm-hmm. that's that trick <laughs> just ridiculous what he's constructed there about that system and he like what would take me a good two hours he's getting on in five minutes right so I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna be practicing that technique if I'm going to be doing jobs down in London on a on a more regular basis, because yeah, that's one thing I do need to do like is improve my my speed. But yeah, and and I was talking to uh, Simon about this this morning. It's like you know, the longer you do it, and then you you, you know you got bills because you're like now you got a studio, you got to pay for that, you got to pay to keep your truck running, all this other stuff. Mm. It's like there you you learn not shortcuts, but you just learn ways to trim the time yeah. that don't affect the quality but you know sometimes you just have to because yeah. you know like the guy in the sign painters movie was saying last night um, about you ha- you have to know when to say that's it it's well, yeah. done you know because you could you could just you could spend two months working yeah, that's on a thing. sign outside and, and you do need to remind yourself death in the process it is only a f***ing sign yeah. <laughs> like sometimes you do just need to remind yourself of and I think another thing that I've learned from Jack is I've been far too meticulous mm. with um, with how I'm constructing letters, and he is dead neat. But I've I've just been spending too long trying to be perfect. Yeah. And it's the imperfections that make the the craft so beautiful as well because you can see it's been done by hand. So I'm going to take that away as well and yeah, and be a yeah. bit looser with things. Yeah, and that's that's the thing is um, especially if you're doing it commercially and you know you trying to actually operate a business and all of that um, it it's okay to be not perfect yeah. because you know you for one you got to get the project out and for mm. two like the 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 client and the public they never see what we see because no. we're staring at details no. the yeah. whole time we know okay I know I wavered my hand yeah. there just slightly and there's this little inconsistency yeah. but no one else sees it no uh, absolutely, and I remember uh, seeing a, an Instagram post from from Jack as well when he was when he was gilding, and he said sometimes he likes to leave a little tiny little gap between mm-hmm. between the gold, so you can see. But mm-hmm. it's it's being it's being done by hand because, like you say, um, the unknowing public just walk past, right, right, and appreciate the, the fact that it's a, mir- a mirrored surface. But until you can see. The, the imperfections people yeah. would think it's yeah being because the public could walk by and think oh well maybe that's just a decal you know the yeah. gold mirror decal you yeah. know exactly so yeah I'm definitely going to try for me I don't have to give it that much thought the errors are there built in I don't have to like intentionally <laughs> make it bad <laughs> yeah yeah so what motivated you to want to come to this I know that Tom reached out to a few of you, but but like, what made you say, okay, I'm going to go ahead and? Well, it it was precisely that Tom reaching out, yeah, and knowing and following Tom on Instagram and knowing 
like the caliber of work that he's been kicking out for yeah. years. Yeah, he's the real deal. Yeah, he really is. And yeah, it was a fact that someone with that much experience, because even people on Instagram that have been doing it for years, like as soon as I get a like, I know it's all really superficial Instagram, and I get sometimes get a little bit too involved in it, but. Even uh, someone who's been doing it for years and just liking my stuff at this stage of you my... Pumps you up. Yeah, massively. Yeah. And I just think, yeah, well, I can do it. I am sort of providing enough smoke and mirrors to make people believe <laughs> that I'm doing an all right job, so... Fake it till you yeah, make exactly, it. Yeah, exactly. It's a huge yeah. thing. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it really is. And then when Tom got in touch with us, I was just like, I didn't have the money to come over so I thought right this is what my credit card's for put it, put the um, the flights mm-hmm. on my credit card and because he was so nice to, to say he, will, he would put us up yeah. I just thought I owed, him, I owed him that as well like yeah. he reached out and I thought if he f- thinks enough of me to, to ask me to come over like I'll be daft to, to say no because uh, there were so many people just um, saying when I when the money fit, the money thing was making me question it. There were so many people just saying, "Look, you're gonna learn so much when you're out there." Yeah. And I didn't know if I would or not. I knew I would have a good time. I knew I was gonna drink loads of Guinness and, <laughs> and, and meet some crazy characters. And I was gonna get to meet the guys that I'd been speaking to on Instagram. But yeah, I didn't know I was gonna take away so much information. And saying to the guys the other day, like, genuinely one of the best weekends I've had. In, awesome years well we're really glad you guys all came it's um you guys pumped a lot of really great energy into everything you know it's like even when you guys you guys had been here like 20 minutes uh, and you're all of a sudden taking those patterns in the window and painting is like awesome they're you know because i'm i'm always afraid you know especially in a setting like this like that people are going to be like kind of like you know they don't want to Mm. You know, and when you guys were asserting yourselves, I was like, awesome, this is going to yeah. be really good. Well, Jack and Tom took the lead on yeah. that, and Toby. Because um, as soon as we got there, obviously Tom just instantly makes you feel at home, yeah. instantly makes you feel like you I keep know. telling him he should run for mayor. Oh, he definitely should. <laughs> he's total politician. Sign, the first sign right in mayor, because he should obviously still sign right when he's when he's the mayor. Because mm-hmm. Tom does everything anyway. He's always I told him last so. night, he, if he ran for mayor, he could paint his own campaign signs. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't need a team of people. He doesn't need an entourage. It's just <laughs> Tom. Tom just doing, slinging paint around and going to meet people and... Sorting like putting fires out all over the city. Yeah, he'll end up single if he goes for mayor. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, like with Tom being that sort of person, he was he was straight away right, guys. Do you want to do, do something? And like Jack was like, yeah, that's what we're here for, Tom. Yeah. Just just give us give us stuff to do. Right. And yeah, but it's that mentality that, that does just throw you into stuff and not make you so hesitant to to jump on a window and start painting, but. Because I haven't been doing it very long, it was more for me. It was more like I felt a little bit um, like I needed my equipment around me, and I needed uh, my space and like my um, my paint. And right. I didn't bring many brushes, and I forgot my mall stick and all all of that stuff. So I was using a broomstick to <laughs> with, with a bit of tape around the end, and then I finally found the mall stick. And as soon as we started painting and chatting, just started to feel a bit more relaxed and yeah realized that I was asked over for a reason yeah not not just because I was trying my luck or, or whatever it was I just needed to convince myself that I was one of you guys yeah. and that was as soon as I, I did that and started to ease into it and I've never ever been anywhere where people have been so genuinely so friendly and um, intrigued and curious uh, wanting to know what you're doing and when they're finding out what you're doing Ben just wanting to talk and talk yeah. and talk and talk and I'm like I could talk about this for days so yeah, like, yeah. as soon as someone like comes up to me and I, I can feel someone like standing behind me it just gives me a proper adrenaline rush and uh-huh. I'm just thinking hey, like, people are interested in, yeah, in yeah. what I'm doing and it is interesting every time I see like, I, could, I, could have e- I could easily just stop what I was doing today and just watch those guys and just Move my head around the way they're brushing the, yeah. the paint on, and it's just it's fascinates uh, me. Every this time. is a really unique environment. We we've painted in many different places in the United States, and 
I, I've never seen this much creative interest anywhere and this much like hospitality yeah. and you know people are just it it's really amazing yeah. well people say it all all the time about Newcastle like when um, when I've had friends over or friends have had friends over they always say oh Newcastle's so friendly like everyone everyone wants to talk whereas in London people just put their heads down and just walk straight past you and like yeah, I've not been to London that often and I kind of see there is a little bit of a difference and like Newcastle people are really friendly like the Geordies are proper alive they love they love life but people are still like we're, they're English people mm. are still ignorant and people will walk past when I'm doing a sign and not even look and I was like Simon brought this up the other day and he was like when I'm up a ladder in New York and people walk past me that really annoys me without when when they don't uh, when they don't even acknowledge, acknowledge that he's doing something because how can you not because you don't see that every day right. you're so used to seeing the same things every day and I can understand why you're you're willing to walk past a, a, a vinyl shop sign because it isn't anything extraordinary yeah. but when you're seeing someone is doing something with their hands whatever it is right. I just can't help but be intrigued by that because that's amazing that people want to spend that time honing uh, their, their craft and yeah, just. But that's why you're doing this. Well, that's why I'm doing it. Yeah, I guess. It, it takes that mindset, and it's not yeah. obviously not a mindset that everyone has. Yeah, but things are shifting. I mean, um, Tom and I have talked about this because we've both been doing this about the same time, you know, amount of years. Is when how many years exactly? Let's see. Okay. I think I'm around 27 years. Really? Yeah, because I started as a teenager with my dad. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I read that in the in the book. Yeah, so um, I think I think Tom's about the same amount of time because he went to like trade school. Yeah, we're about the same age, so just around the same time, roughly. But um, you know, when we got into it, you know, and, and the whole thing, like in the movie, the, the vinyl was taking over. So I started with just paint. Yeah, because we we were way too poor to even consider buying computer systems and all that, and we were working on my dad's car and all this crazy stuff. Yeah, um, and then computers just kept like encroaching more and more and more. Um, but at that time, like sign people were just like, uh, like you're at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, you know it, there was no respect. There was no, like, oh, what's he working on? Well, that's the thing. Like, back when you started, it's completely different to what I'm doing now because people... They're enamored with it now. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, when you were doing it, it was it was almost normal. It was a, just, it was a trade, which... It was not only just a job, it was kind of a bad job. Because yeah. you didn't get paid well, you weren't yeah. respected, yeah. you know. Um, so, it's really freakish now. Like... To see, okay, when they started talking about that they were filming this movie, because I got yeah. a call from a buddy of mine, he's like, hey, they're doing this movie on sign painters. I'm like, <laughs> for who? Who's going to watch it? Eight other sign painters? You know, yeah, it just totally doesn't make sense to any of us that have been doing it a long time. Like, why would anyone care? Yeah, that must have been really weird. Yeah. Because I, but, but, um, I know people who aren't sign writers who are so interested in that film yes and that just yeah. boggles my mind I mean believe me I'm happy yeah but at the yeah, same it time be. it's like this is just weird it doesn't make any sense like why do you care yeah no one's ever cared before you know <laughs> but they've turned like you guys and and, and us or new guys into like kind of bloody rock stars almost from that from that and film. that's even weirder yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense it, it really doesn't um, but yeah they've just transformed the, the image of, I, I of make that. the joke all the time it's like you don't see like plumbers like <laughs> getting together and talking about how they fit pipes together and Imagine well that. hey that's so and so plumber look yeah. at him he's really good you know yeah. and what type of grease are you using yeah. for, for that and, yeah. it's just bizarre yeah but it's 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 very nice. I'm not gonna. I mean, look, we're we're here, you yeah. know, invited to do this project for the city in Ireland. I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's it's a wonderful thing, but it's very surreal and doesn't make sense. Every day I've been pinching myself, and this is like this weekend has just been a massive reminder of how fortunate 
I am, but um, but I'm able to do this, even though my accounts are in a pretty <laughs> shambolic state at the moment, and I need to sort that out when I get home. I need to start to earning some money, but that doesn't bother me as much anymore. I knew yeah. when I was in my old job that I was getting a certain amount of money every month, and it was the money that was the emphasis of my job, not the job. Right. And I was, I had, that money was for either it was for buying a MacBook or saving up to go on holiday. And I was so precious about yeah. those things. Whereas now, I literally, after this weekend, don't, um, I'm back to square one. Right. HSBC texted me this morning and said, stop withdrawing money. You don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> like, I got that text. Right. I got that text this morning. And then I, I immediately like text my sister and was like, look, Gem, I need a massive favour. Can you just put some money into my into my bank? I'm going to be doing some jobs later this month. I'll pay you back. And she did it straight awesome. away. And it's but just, it, but it's interesting like what you're saying because, like, the system that's in place tells us to do the opposite. Yeah. And you end up unhappy and pressured and unfulfilled. And when you do the opposite of what we're all programmed to do. It's like you feel satisfaction and you feel like, okay, you, you may not have, you know, the funds or whatever, mm. but like you go to bed happy. Yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, And it's funny how that works because the, the, the peer pressure is always there, you know, buy a newer car, yeah. do this, do that, get a nicer apartment, get a bigger couch, you know, all this stuff. But everyone that's doing that's not happy. Well, that's the thing. It's, a, it's an authentic hustle. Yeah. So many people will never get to experience. Yeah. And that's what working used to be like. It was like, I need to do this to live. Yeah. And I need to I need to graft and I, I need to like spend time doing doing my work. And now people, lots of people, do meaningless office jobs, but really aren't required. Right. And they are un- unsatisfied because essentially they know that. A computer could easily do what they're doing, or someone could e- they could easily be replaced, or that it just doesn't matter. Or it just doesn't, yeah, it just yeah. doesn't matter. And yeah, to to find something that does matter makes me think about money a lot less. Yeah, because I think more about having fun and spending my life doing yeah meaningful experience. Yeah, but I get to enjoy and I get to meet like-minded people that that care about. Living, other mentally ill people. Other <laughs> mentally ill people that drink copious amounts of alcohol and, and coffee to to get them through the day. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. So, what do you aspire to do? Like, are are is there things in sign painting that you're like, I really would like to get good at that? Like. Some people are like enamored with the gold leaf on glass, like the really ornate stuff, like that's what they're working towards. Um, I've gone through a couple of different phases really, like when I first found out about Dave Smith, Mm -hmm. I instantly wanted to master the the art of his um, meticulous sketching ability. And like that really intrigued me. So I spent loads of time with my lettering and with the, the flourishes and the, the filigree and the ornamental details. I'm really pleased I did that because now I can integrate that into the things that I'm doing. But that isn't necessarily, I don't want to necessarily just go be a carbon copy of, mm-hmm. of someone that's done something brilliant before. Like I want to be able to do lots of different things and I want to be able to, I want to be able to hand letter a, a logo one day, even if that's requiring me to step out of sign writing for a, a couple of days or, or whatever, where I'm designing a logo for someone or a t-shirt design, mm-hmm. and then um, I'm getting a call to, to go paint someone's sign, and then I'm getting a call to, to do some gilding. I just, like, the things that I'm most passionate about are the hand lettering, the gilding, and the traditional sign writing. Anything that falls in to those categories, I know that's expansive to think about, really. But um, that's what that's what interests me, and I'm constantly going to be finding stuff. But I want to try, not even necessarily in sign writing. As long I think, as long as I'm making something, like I don't know what I'm going to be doing in 20 years' time. It might not even be this. It might I might fall in love with carpentry and decide that that's something that I want to explore, or 
as long as I'm keeping the integrity of that um, tradesman's mentality of just wanting to earn producing money something from, tangible yeah from yeah from something that's made with my hands and no one else has done has been involved but yeah I think that's I, what I, I think that's such a interesting pushing back against digital you know hmm. computerized stuff is it's like the more computerization that we see the more I'm seeing you know younger people who are like I, I don't want to go that route I want to do something tangible yeah. you know and that's pretty intriguing to me that uh, that's universal like all over the world that mm. people are pushing back and saying that that doesn't really mean anything well, I think it's also because like we've been given a, an easy ride recently in terms of being able to instantly download Photoshop and mm. um, there's people no people, challenge no, and you can call yourself a graphic designer overnight and then there's almost I think people suffer from not thinking beyond the, the tutorials that they've, they've seen on, on YouTube, mm-hmm. for example. So once we've done a, a, a class, that's what they'll stick to, that's the style they'll right. stick to. Whereas for me, like sign writing, is, I'm never going to get to a point where I'm like, right, I'm, I am now the, the sign writer that I want to be. Well, what's awesome is you talk to, like that, that older gentleman that came in the other day, he's 84, I think. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't meet that guy. Okay, I got a good interview yeah. with him, yeah. Oh, cool. um, you know, just completely humble, doesn't feel yeah. like he ever accomplished anything. We're looking through his yeah. portfolio, just got, you know, our jaws hitting the floor. These amazing, like super detailed things that he did on these double-decker buses all really? over the UK. And it's like, you know, but that's, I think it's a cool trade in that it keeps you humble because you know that you're never going to get a handle on it. And you, and then there's always a Dave Smith out there. Of course there is, yeah. And so you're like, you look at that and you're like, yeah. I'll and never it, get there. It's knowing like how much effort and stress you've put into, into learning how to do it as well. I think that means a lot to me. Like knowing that where I am now is so far away from where I was a year ago. Like the things I've had mm-hmm. to learn and it's read. It's measurable. Yeah. And I, that's, that's the thing that annoyed me about the whole about me as a web designer was that I was practically designing websites the day after I, f- um, I said mm-hmm. that I was going to be Maybe you're just like yeah. plugging things in yeah so they function yeah and I just I didn't have the same stress because everything was was instant I could instantly look up a, a tutorial on, on YouTube to find out how to how to do that right and I could learn what I needed to in like a, a week or so I'm not like saying that web design is that sort of trade because there are some amazing people that are really pushing the boundaries mm-hmm. of web design and I, I love what people are doing with digital technology but for me yeah I just need you're it. afraid of that that gang of web designers tracking you down in the dark <laughs> corner <laughs> yeah don't do that I'll, I'll make you a sign to apologise <laughs> but yeah I just, I, it, it means a lot to me but I've been through like those those struggles and I've got some very dubious work out there now but when I was first starting up um, when I did um, when I did my first guild in fact I was obviously texting Jack and Toby and trying to find out like the right um, the right alchemy to mm-hmm. produce the, the size in particular I thought I'd have everything else nailed which obviously I didn't but um, yeah it was the size that I was but was bugging me particularly that week and Jack was sending me like he was saying right you need to use um, this amount of gelatin and for some reason I put in a whole sheet of, <laughs> of, of gelatin and I, what did that do? It's still it's still mirrored like in in places. Was it murder to clean off the excess gold? Oh yeah, yeah especially okay. when I was just using cotton wool and water. <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have any any soap at all. Uh-huh. I was literally cleaning this sign. I'll show you a picture of the sign. <laughs> it has come out okay. Like the, the, the my painting sort of makes up for the the murky guild, but um, yeah, that was just it was awful. And I felt I felt dreadful walking away from that after when Jack said, "What? But why have you used? Why did you use that much?" I was like, "So much of what you said." Um, yeah, 
with that much uh, gelatin, was the guild <laughs> dull? Or was it still glossy? Like oh, no, no, it's nothing like we've been doing today. Okay. It's, it's vaguely mirrored in places. Uh-huh. And then in other places, it's like really, really cloudy. But now, I think, because it, it was for a, uh, an old-fashioned tea house... Oh, there so you go. It's, it's, it sort of fits the purpose. And it was using lemon gold at that time. Um, but yeah, I didn't know exactly what I was doing. But it's turned... Looks fine in the picture. <laughs> but it's just, not, it's just not mirrored, obviously. And then not only did it take a long time to get the, the excess gold off, but all the size drips were like really, like really noticeable and I was like ah, I've not seen this anywhere before and I, was, I spent easily a couple of hours like cleaning off the excess gold yeah. because I also on that job I didn't put any hardener in my one shot okay. so I was one so shot paint was wet. straight onto glass yeah. and I was, I was so nervous about chipping the one shot because it's just it chips so easily when you've not got any hardener in it yeah. but fortunately I don't use one shot on glass anymore okay if you, do you, do you, uh, did Jack tell you what we use with um, the screen ink? Uh, that, yeah, that's what we use too. Oh, but now stuff. Yeah. stuff yeah. yeah, yeah. It's amazing. For the outlining and the backup. Yeah. Uh, and it dries so fast. Yeah, with a little clean. bit of hardener as yeah. well. Yeah. Like, that's just um, another thing that I learned that just instantly changed my perception of going to a job. And I wasn't as nervous about that side of it because I knew. But that, that's going to hold. I can then be a little bit more quick when I'm... I, I was told where... And I don't know if this is accurate. But what I was told that how that came about is... Um, like, for the guys that did a lot of gold on, like, banks... They'd have, like, the bank logo. And they would set up a jig where they would clamp a silk screen... Right. To the window frame. Yeah. And then they would just pull for all the outlines, and they'd use the NASDAQ ink. Ah, uh, right, okay. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, you know, they'd pull that off, and within, like, 45 minutes, it'd be dry enough, they could do the guild, back it up yeah. with the NASDAQ again, they're yeah. done. Um, but then they could use that same silk screen, like, at every bank, because yeah. all the same logo, they could use that over and over and over and over again. Yeah. And it was really quick. Have you, do you use screens at all? Have you ever No. Used? No. No. It's just a whole... It's like you'd have to have a whole second shop oh, yeah. almost set up just to do that and shoot the screens. The one shop, well, several shops I worked at up in Seattle had whole screen departments, and we did a lot of screening. Yeah. Um, but you can get some interesting results because obviously you can be you can be a lot more um, intricate in the designs yeah. to start with. But yeah, I think it does take something away from it as well. Yeah, because it, it, it's very crisp, you know. You know, we, we do, if something has to be super precise on glass like that, like the customer just has to have their logo yeah. exactly, um, we'll use a, a paint mask oh, right, for okay. the same, same purpose. You just, yeah. you're, you know, using it in reverse, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, silkscreen, I mean, I, I've never used it for the outlining with gold leaf, and I know like David Smith uses yeah. them and all those guys that are really into the, but, yeah. um, yeah, never really did. No. Well, I share my studio um, with two screen printers. Well, one of them's a, an illustrator, mm-hmm. and one of them does screen printing. So I've been learning a lot about that process, and we tried some, we trialed some um, some glass pieces a couple of weeks back, and it does like it does produce really nice results because I hand lettered um, this phrase and then vectored it, and then so it was that, it was a process that we, none of us were used to because mm-hmm. they. They didn't know how the, the screen ink w- was going to work, and I didn't know how my design was going to translate, and I'm going to be gilding it after. Yeah. But uh, it was good. It's not. I didn't really get as much out of it as I do when I'm doing everything by hand. Yeah, and I, you know, I've uh, had this conversation quite a few times where, like, some guys, it's like a religion to them. Like, it has to be done a certain way that they were taught. So, which to me is really bizarre because some of the people that I've talked to over the years are very adamant that, well, the correct way to do gold leaf glass window is you silk screen it, that you do this and this and this. Oh, and really? It's like, well, how is that correct? Yeah. You know, I mean, if it, you really want to get ancient, you know... Well, yeah, because at one time, oh, yeah, yeah, that didn't exist, so it can't yeah. be correct. But I think, there, you know, some people are just, they're comfortable they in their box. Yeah. It's like, whatever. 
I'll do whatever I want to do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But yeah, I'm 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 happy with my hands at the moment. Yeah, hands yeah. And, hands it, and it, it's a it's a very peaceful place that it takes you when you're just oh, sitting there doing brushwork. Really, his days just fly by. The world just flies by. Okay, have cats. This is the part of the show where we play a song from the Arhuli archive, so pay attention. You can get these tunes from the legendary Arhuli records at arhuli.com. Now sit back, open up some one shot, crank up the volume, and expand your minds, babies. Let's make him welcome Taj Mahal.
is a mean old world Honey, try living by yourself Somebody Original designs at BigDSpeedShop.com. The show is also brought to you by Full City Rooster Coffee Roasters, makers of the Sign Painters Blend. Coffee that Sean drinks in the studio every day. Now shipping worldwide. FullCityRooster.com. with a sign painter hosted by Sean Starr. You can find all sorts of info about the show and sign painting, including previous episodes at our website, seanstar.com. 